on today's court vision we are back we have on a great interview for you guys we have on the co-founder of crossnet chris mead how the invention of crossnet came about the ups and downs of running your own business where he sees crossnet going and how it's going to become a global phenomenon great interview with chris i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode more episodes to come here's chris on today's court vision i have with me the co-founder and chief revenue officer as well he dabbles in marketing and sales of crossnet with chris me chris how are you today good man thanks for having me on ah thank you chris i appreciate you uh Wanted to come on the podcast and reach out to me. Yeah, dude. It was really good. I saw I saw some posts about your guys' podcast. Figured I'd reach out. So, love yeah. jumping on sports podcasts. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, so, before we get into the CrossNet, I want to ask you, Chris, like a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, you know, were, were you a big sports player? Did you play sports growing up? Like, how did this get started before everything happened? Yeah. Big, big sports guy. Uh, yeah. Love football. Absolutely love basketball. I uh, played football and wrestling in high school, uh, just intramural basketball in college, nothing too crazy, but always keep up with sports. Uh, sports has always been a big part of my life. So uh, it just was kind of natural that we wanted to invent the sports product. Oh, that, that's crazy. That's awesome. And did you ever play volleyball? Like, No, never. I never <laughs> played volleyball, but uh, we actually grew up uh, going to the beach in Rhode Island. Uh, me, my brother, Greg, and our co-founder, Mike, and all the time, we'd be trying to play sports games on the beach. And if it was too windy, you couldn't play for his B. Uh, and if you didn't want to swim or if it was too cold, you're kind of stuck on the beach with nothing to do. So we're like, all right, we, we have an invention for, like, the perfect beach game. So how did, now is that – so how, that's how the idea came about? Like, how did you, like, put together, like, the, the volleyball nets and all this stuff? So how did this mm-hmm. work out? Yeah, so one night uh, we're, we're home. It was uh, one day in May. Uh, Mike – our other partner, he's a uh, engineer. We went to engineering school at Northeastern. He's like, let's invent something. So we literally wrote like 500 ideas down on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. And four square volleyball was the last one that remained. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, um, were you guys just like bored with regular volleyball? Is that how it came up or just? It was more like he came over. He's like, let's invent a product. And we okay. just wrote down like idea after idea. And oh, then. Wow four-way volleyball net was like the coolest one on the list and we googled it and nothing popped up there's nothing out there on the internet and we're like all right we could actually make this happen so we woke up the next morning we went to walmart we bought two nets tied them up together invited our friends over and it was just an absolute blast and everyone like was playing for like the whole day that's awesome that's that's really cool that's that's very exciting like um you know and what have like what has been like the ups and downs of running of your own company uh, so some, it's just been the unpredictability of it. So we'll have some ads come out. Some like famous people will play it. We've had Olympians play it and post it on their Instagrams and Facebooks. And then we'll just see crazy peaks where we'll get hundreds of sales within a day. And it's hard to really account for that inventory. So we're like a, we're a self-funded company. We don't have any big investors or anybody just kind of dumping money into our company. So we've raised it from $0 all the way up to over $2 million. And that's, so if we have inventory swings, it's like, it's hard to prepare for that. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> where are you headquartered right now? 
So our warehouse is in Connecticut where we're from. Uh, okay. So we have a full-time staff shipping out orders every day. I'm located in Miami, Florida. My brother's out in San Diego and our other partner's out in Colorado. Wow. So you guys are located all over. All over the map. All over the map. So how do you guys do business meetings or celebrations? Yeah. A uh, lot of <laughs> celebrations uh, through FaceTime and business meetings through FaceTime. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we all hold each other accountable. It's good because we have our own departments uh, that I, we kind of worry about. So when we do need to have a big company meeting, we'll talk every once a week or so and just kind of catch up and see where things are going. Yeah. And is it just you guys or is it just as you have more employees? Like how yeah. is it? So we just hired our first full-time employee. Uh, her name is Brittany. She literally runs all things events and kind of creative. Cool. So she's just killing it, getting us like lined up at music festivals, conferences, trade shows, pretty much anywhere and everywhere that we should be, but never, never gone before. Like there's a huge physical education conference in Salt Lake City. So we're going to, we're going to be at that. There's going to be like 10,000 teachers there. Like that's just our I- ideal market, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be stuff like that's awesome for this year. That's great. And how many times now, like, do you play the game? Like how many times do you bring it down to the Miami beach area? Yeah. Uh, not as much as I'd like to anymore. <laughs> My whole theory in the beginning was let's get as many nets out to other people mm-hmm. because it's kind of or- organic marketing. You know, you buy the game, you set it up people turn their heads regardless if you're playing it in Canada or if you're playing it down in Miami, people normally haven't seen a four way volleyball net before. Yeah. So it's it just markets itself. Right. So my whole theory is why should I go out and do it? Even though it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, r- I'd rather go get a hundred more nets out into the world and people do it for me, you know? Yeah, that's, that's very true. I know. Uh, I'll definitely, after you sent me the video and everything that we've, you showed me like when you reached out to me, I started looking into it and I'm definitely going to have to pick one up for the summertime. Awesome. Yeah. Up in Rhode Island. That'll be great. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so like, where do you see it going in the future? Do you see it expanding? Uh, do you guys see creating like more of it? Like do you see creating a, a teams of two to play? Yeah. So uh, we're definitely expanding the catalog. So last year was our first full year of running without too many back orders and just, overall sales volume yeah but this year we just released our indoor model so we're in over 3,000 schools right now so gym teachers are hitting us up saying hey Chris I can't play because it's freezing cold out in Minnesota I need the indoor model so we just dropped an indoor add-on we're also releasing a longer net so you can play 2v2v2 sweet so there's going to be a a few different iterations coming out but those are our two big products this year is the indoor model and also the the long net that's awesome. That's amazing. And now I got to ask, how good are you at your own game? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm not a volleyball player. I definitely get uh, schooled a little bit when I'm playing like actual uh, AVP players or professionals, <laughs> but overall, I'm pretty nice. Yeah, that's good. Hey, that's, uh, you should be. It's your game. <laughs> What's it like playing against AVP players? Did any of them just lay a big spike yeah, down on you? It's wild. Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of people look at the game from like, an outside perspective or on social media and they're like, Oh, I'll just easily be able to spike it. <laughs> but the way that the ball comes at you nine times out of 10, you can't really spike it. And then that one time you do get a spike, it normally hits you in the face and doesn't go well, but <laughs> the, the professionals could definitely get it over. Yeah. I was going to say that they must be uh, pretty damn good at it. Just, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. So I wonder, so now if you do the two V two, is there, are you going to be allowed more hits than just one hit? Yeah, exactly. So our goal is to kind of have one hit per per player. Mm-hmm. So 
right now, just for anyone listening who doesn't know how it works, games are played to 11, win by two. Uh, the player in the fourth square serves it across, and then it's a free-for-all from there. If you stay alive, you get a point. Um, so with the 2v2v2, essentially each player would have one hit, so you could set up your partner uh, and kind of get some spice going that way. So it could be fun. Nice. That's, yeah, that's going to be – that will be super interesting to watch and uh, see what happens, especially yeah. with the 2v2. I would like to – I hope this game makes it to the Olympics or something like that. Yeah, we're praying, man. Yeah, we're, we're in a lot of schools right now. Our goal is to be in about 7,500 this year. So uh, it's definitely growing. To, yeah, teachers are, like, literally teaching their kids how to play volleyball on a cross net instead of a normal net, which is yeah. a wild feeling. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely – that's really cool. That's something you don't see every day, and especially when it's your own product, that's got to be, like, one hell of a feeling. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So uh, when are we playing? i got to figure out a way to get down there to play against you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, come down to Miami anytime you want. Oh, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun. You know, that's awesome that you guys were able to formulate this idea and get it going. And, you know, what uh, What else is your main goals for this product? Um, right now, so we have the indoor coming out. Uh, we are launching with Dick Sporting Goods wow. in about two weeks. So that's, uh, that's going to be a huge press announcement for us. And then also Academy Sports. Uh, they have like 250 locations, so uh, waiting on the final details there, but we should be in a, a good amount of those stores coming soon, uh, which is really, really cool. That is really, really cool. And, you know, how long, like, do you think this will take to be like a worldwide phenomenon? I'm hoping a few more years, man. We're, we're going to launch uh, with Amazon uh, in Europe and also Australia as soon as we can. Wow. And we're going to start pumping out inventory. We have tons of interest from other countries, but shipping is kind of crazy. So we're lurk, uh, working right now to kind of find some really good distributors out in those countries that we could trust, uh, import a couple thousand nets, and then just start selling from there because there's so much untapped market out there. We haven't even come close to touching the United States, let alone the rest of the world. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's crazy. And it sounds like from what you're saying now anyways, just by speaking with you, that things are uh, growing pretty relevant, relevantly quickly. Yeah, uh, we literally went from making a hundred grand in our first year to making two and a half million, and this year it looks like we're already on pace to like three, four x that. So it's wild. That's crazy. That's that's wild. What's what's like one of the best things about running your own business? Just having the freedom, man. Like it, it's Friday right now, two o'clock. I used to be in an office crunching numbers, making sure I'm hitting whatever deadline I have for another boss who really doesn't really care too much about the overall business. Yeah. Just having the freedom and the ability to, to when I work, I'm working for myself and yeah. I'm, I'm seeing that direct correlation to like bank account, personal growth, company growth, and just such a good feeling. That's, a, that's amazing. And have you like faced any challenges yourself as you were going through this process of creating your own product? Um, one big one was just raising capital, right? Yeah. So we didn't actually, but we could have gone out and asked parents or family friends or banks to give up cash. But what we did instead was the three of us pooled our cash and we started really small. And I talk about it all, all the time is rather than buying a thousand cross nets or 5,000, cause we would have got a cool price break. We started with like a hundred, yeah. sold a hundred. We took all that money. We bought 200, sold those. Then we bought 400. So it's just like scaling smartly instead of pulling out the money as soon as possible to pay ourselves we just kept doubling down for 
literally like 18 months. Jeez, that's that's crazy. And that's 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 what you call betting on yourself too. Yeah, we, we legit just took all of our cash every time we'd get a good payday and we wouldn't see a dollar of it. But now like we were so cash flow positive and nobody's in debt and it, we own 100% of our company. That's that's amazing. And that's that's the best part about it. You don't have to worry about anyone else like owning like a, a percentage of it. It's just you guys by yourself. Exactly. That That's sweet, man. That's awesome. So were you an accountant before? No, I actually went to film school. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, what were you doing I'm over in, uh, what, so what was your job before this? So I, uh, when I graduated, so I went to film school. Uh, I worked at HBO when I got out of school, like just on set. Uh, quickly realized that the set life as a production assistant wasn't going to pay the college loans. Yeah. So then I got into sales, uh, worked at a technology company called Contently, selling software. Okay. And then I moved over to the headquarters at Uber for a year. So that was cool. Wow. That's, that's really cool. Damn. Yeah. So Uber was cool. Uh, still got the discounts on my phone, which is nice. But, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it was two, uh, two good uh, job experiences where I learned a lot about sales and just like reaching out on LinkedIn and just really hitting targets that should not even be writing back to a 26, 27 year old. Yeah. And uh, that's how we've been able to lock down those big deals at the retail stores. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. It's crazy what LinkedIn can do. Um, I know just through this podcast, I've been, that's where I pretty much get all my guests from our LinkedIn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's wild. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Of how well, I mean, it's crazy with the social media. It definitely helps out big time. Mm-hmm. So any athletes that you have like coming on or joining on board with you? Not yet. We're actually looking, I don't want to name drop anybody, but we do have some NBA players that DM us looking for CrossNet for their kids. And that's just an absolute wild feeling. So that's, like seeing, that's cool. That's really yeah, seeing the people like you have on your fantasy sports teams messaging you for your product. And <laughs> that's wild. But we are looking for really one household name figure to kind of join as like the spokesperson. Yeah. Somebody who has like a strong family vibe. Because uh, it is a family game, but also yeah. very competitive. So maybe you'll see a, a a strong influencer in the next 12 months, hopefully. What about Philip Rivers? He's got nine kids. <laughs> or Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, exactly. We'll get both yeah. of them. That's a, big, that's a big family game. You could probably. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Definitely get one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude, man. I'm so like, you know, that's uh, I'm excited for you and the the Crossnet Squad and what you guys have done and like, what where have you you where have you become and like how how quick you guys are growing? Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your time, Chris, and uh, let's do it again sometime. If you ever find yourself up in Rhode Island, definitely contact me. We'll have to play a yeah, game. Yeah, We'll be up there this summer, so let's get it going. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Please. Bye. All right. That was my interview with co-founder of CrossNet, Chris Mead. Great interview with Chris. A lot of fun. Can't wait to play the game this summer on the beaches in Wesley, and I hope to see it all over the beaches around Rhode Island. Sorry for being out for so long, guys. I hope you guys understand. Um, I do work a full-time job. I am an accountant, so I do have a busy season, but we are fully back. Got a bunch of new interviews coming out soon. I'm looking forward to release episodes every Friday again, and hopefully trying to get episodes out on Wednesdays and Fridays like I was doing before when I had more and a lot more interviews, but we're looking to develop it, get it back going again. Court Vision's fully back. 
I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode back in a long time. Um, can't wait to see and talk to you fans more as we go along. A lot of more funs. I've been on a lot of different endeavors and um, experienced a lot of different things. And I can't wait to share those endeavors and those interviews with you guys. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and your weekend. Be safe out there. And I'll see you next Friday. Friday.